Welcome to this short video. I promise I'll try to make it shorter than last week on how we can develop a good off-season program for player development. And so I hope you have your notes ready, pencil and paper, take some notes on your phone, whatever it might be, um, because in order for us to develop the right kind of plan for you personally, you need to be able to answer some questions about your own game or if you are a coach, making sure that you're asking the right questions for the players that you're trying to improve during the offseason. And so question number one is self-evaluation, right? We, we, we need to have a realistic viewpoint of where we are and a vision for where it is that we want to go, right? And so if we can be realistic with ourselves, with who our game is at, and also have a vision for the future and how we want to grow and develop, now we can start to, you know, we're starting to put some of the pieces together, so to speak. So the first question is, where are you now? That's self-evaluation. And so as I ask this question, when we're talking about off-season development, you already have in mind what's one or two skills that you would really, really like to improve this summer. All right. So let's take three months, maybe three and a half months. What's one or two specific skills you really want to improve this summer? And then evaluate yourself. Where are you with those skills right now? Why do you need to get better at them? And what are some of the strengths and weaknesses that you have within those skills? You want to put that stuff down, right? You want to be able to look at it. You want to be able to date it. So it, it's a way of holding ourselves accountable for the improvement that we're trying to get down the road. So number one is, where are you now? Number two is knowing that our time frame is, say, three and a half, three months. Where do you want to be in that time? How much do you want to grow? Remember, there's no microwave success, right? T-I-M-E is how we get growth, is how we get improvement. It takes time. So if that's our, our time frame, where do we want to get in that amount of time? What's something that's realistic for you that you think by that amount of time, I could have this type of range extended on my shots. I could have um, this ability with my weak hand to finish around the basket. I may have a specific shot. Maybe it's a hook or a floater. Maybe it is um, a specific dribble move that you know is really going to be effective, but you're struggling with it. What's the time frame for how long it's going to take for you to really feel like you can get that down? And then as you develop that and you've already said, okay, how long is it going to take to get there? Make sure that you're being realistic with how long that's going to take. Is it realistic for you to accomplish that in, let's say this three months? And if it's not, you need to be honest with yourself and say, okay, how much can, how much better can I get in that area? And do I need to kind of lower my standards for myself a little bit, given the amount of time that we're trying to work with to develop our game? And then you need to ask yourself, are you really willing to, put in that amount of time and sacrifice in order to use that time wisely so that you can improve your game and whatever skill that might be in, let's say that three month time frame. So again, writing down, where are you now? That's evaluation. Where do you wanna be, right? That's having, having a vision, being realistic. And then what is it going to take in order for you to get there? What's the amount of time that it's gonna take and then we, as we start to ask those questions, 
now we can start to have a, a vision, a path towards what that improvement is going to look like. And so once we have this path, now we can start to put those steps together as far as the drills and the workouts and start to cater whatever skill it is that you're trying to improve into this process, beginning with the end in mind. We want to be here with whatever it is, shooting range. Let's say you want to be able to shoot uh, college three by the time the season comes around or by the, the end of the summer. Okay, well, where's your range at now? Are you an inconsistent three-point shooter? You, you start to have an idea for what that looks like, and now we can start to build out those stepping stones that it takes. So as I'm going through this, I'm going to start to give you an examples of what some workouts might look like for you. But if you want to be super specific, comment in this video of what's something that you want to try to get better this offseason with, and then I could get even more specific with what some of those things might look like. Now, this is obviously impossible to do in a 15-minute live video, right? It would take you know, the video, the workouts, the training, all that stuff that would be like example in our online training program or at a basketball camp where we would lay that out. But we'll give you some examples in this, right? So any workout that I'm doing, any workout with any player at any level, there is a basic warm-up that we like to, to use with our players when it comes to their, their individual game. This is something we recommend when they come to our camps, at our training. We used to do a lot of jump rope stuff with COVID. We don't want the kids passing the jump ropes around, but we're gonna bring that back. So what we would do is, what's a dynamic warm-up that we can do where we can really focus on timing, body positioning, footwork, and rhythm that we would encounter in the game of basketball. The jump rope is a great tool for that. You could do box jumps, you could do ladder jumps, you could do the same types of jumps without a jump rope, but there's one thing missing, the accountability of the rope that requires rhythm so that when you make a mistake, you hit your leg, you hit your foot. And so the jump rope is teaching us rhythm within all these movements that we're trying to do. And that's why if you've been to my camps and you've been to our online trainings that you know the jump rope is a big piece. So I like to use, if at all possible, the jump rope as the warm-up, doing that for four or five minutes. That's it. That's a, a lot of reps with, with footwork over an extended period of time if you're just going four or five minutes. And then after we've done that, we get into four or five minutes of stationary ball handling, working on our body positioning, and then adding some footwork. So when I say stationary, I'm not saying your feet are stuck in the concrete the whole time. Now, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of players get ahead of themselves and even coaches get ahead of themselves they want to do all of this stuff but the truth is you know a, a baby before it starts to walk right it needs to stand up before it stands up it's crawling right we have to build the base the foundation first so if you can hold a good position and just work on some of that leg strength in your warm-up that's really vital um, for you to, to be able to efficient and, and have a good body position to move out of it as you grow as an athlete and so to be able to do some stationary work and then add in footwork jab steps you know, protect dribbles where, where you're bumping a defensive player, right? Being able to, to forward jab, like a, a Harden, a side foot jab, a lateral lunge with a crossover like a Trey Young or, or a Kyrie. Those would be very effective pieces to add when we're using game footwork. So we've done footwork with a jump rope. We've done stance and more footwork with our ball handling. And then we go to the baskets and we're doing four to five minutes of our four phases of form shooting routine. Now in the past video, you can 
we've already walked through and in all of our online training stuff, we've walked through what our four phases of form shooting looks like and having a, an education background and living in the gym essentially my whole life, we've put together four different phases for shooting the basketball that allow players to literally build their shot from the ground up and at the same time work out any kinks that they may be struggling with within their shot. So if we're starting, and one of the one thing I'll say about form shooting is a lot of players will start, usually they're doing it the wrong way, one way or the other. One, you'll get players that will come in, they're just bombing threes right away. Now, I wouldn't really recommend that. Two, they do form shooting, but they're shooting essentially layups right next to the basket. That's a layup. That's not a shot, right? So we need to back it up to say six, seven feet for most players away from the basket. So it's actually some type of close form shot that we're trying to replicate. And then we go into our phase one, which is follow through our phase two, which is ball motion, our phase three, which is incorporating the body motion phase four, which is incorporating game speed shots. And while we're doing those four phases, we slowly move them back. And you have questions about this stuff, hit me up at, at another time after this video. And I'll be happy to explain more of that. And so now we've been in the gym with jump rope, stationary ball handling and form shooting. We've accomplished all these things in 15 minutes or less. You've covered these bases, and now it's time to dig into whatever that goal it is for you to really improve this offseason. A lot of players, they get fired up at the beginning of the offseason. They want to improve all these different things. Don't do that. Be specific. Pick one or two things that you're going to really level up in this offseason and just hammer at that every single day, and I promise you, you'll start to see some results. But if you try to pick 10 things that you're, you're really going to stand out in, guess what? You're not going to be effective at any of them. All right. So um, let's use an example of ball handling. You really want to improve your ball handling. And usually for me, with the coaches and the players that I work with, the two biggest things that I get asked to come in and work with teams and players on is shooting the basketball and it's attacking the defense slash handling the ball against pressure. We're usually those two things. And then finishing would probably be third game situations and reads might be, um, you know, third slash fourth. So if, if we're using ball handling as an example, if I've done this warm up, so we're in for 15 minutes and now I want to say, okay, what is the rest of my workout going to look like for say an additional half hour to be a 45 minute workout, really concentrating on handling the basketball? Well, we need to understand a few things. How are we going to develop over say three, four months of improving our game? It's being able to spend a lot of time at a high intensity working on really important basic stuff. So we've worked on stationary ball handling already. Now can we go back in and replicate even more game-like footwork for maybe five minutes, not even, really working on a jab step, forward jab, cross jab, lateral jab, being able to work on footwork of pulling a crossover back, a between the legs dribble back, a behind the back dribble back working on using your shoulders to be able to protect the basketball with the dribble, right? And then be able to turn your hips in different ways, right? And that's kind of stationary. We're not running a whole lot yet. So now we're 20 minutes into our workout. And then from there, a big part of what we teach with Kramer basketball is progressions. And so think about it this way. As we get through a, a full off-season training program, we want to make sure we're covering certain bases, we want to make sure that when it comes to ball handling, we're covering the bases of one, can we hold and be strong in a position? 
if we can't be strong in a certain position, we can't expect ourselves to be athletic and move out of it. All right. So we need to make sure we're getting high reps stationary. I know some coaches don't like that, but from a, from a athletic development standpoint, we need to be able to have a base from there. We need to be able to move out of certain positions, right? So that's first step. That's being explosive for two or three hard steps, right? Working on our footwork, our body positioning, make sure that we're not taking three steps when it only should have taken us one to get to a certain spot or a certain driving position. I call this the first step drill. We use a lot of what would be called side foot loads in basketball. There's times where you kind of push off backwards to gain some momentum going forward with a crossover and a lot of change of direction moves off the dribble when that defender's tight, we actually have our feet out to the side and we push our feet out to the side to be able to get momentum to go forward. And, and so if you've seen some of our videos online, you, you've seen us demonstrate this, but if this is my feet, right, I can step backward to go forward. Or if I, especially if I have a wide base, I can push to the side, push the floor to the side to actually get some momentum to change direction and start to come forward. I hope I'm explaining that correctly. But when you watch a high level basketball player use the crossover, you 100% see this. You 100% see this. And from Allen Hyverson to Steph Curry, to Kyrie Irving, to Trey Young, to all these players, they're not always stepping backward to go forward. There's times that they'll do that, but there's plenty of times when they don't. A lot of that, the time, if they're working on a crossover, right, they're bringing a fender out to the side, and then immediately, boom, they step across. And not only is it a cross step where this foot gets in front of the other, this foot actually comes across their body over here. Now look how much wider. This allows them to be able to get by a bigger, wider defensive player in their stance. If we don't have the mobility, and so we can only step here, well, guess what? we're not gonna be able to get by a really low, quick, wide defensive player. So if we can work on the hips and the mobility to be able to push laterally and be able to literally cross step, right? That's a really effective way for us to get by players that are bigger, wider in their stance, okay? I hope that makes sense. I get excited about this stuff, so I probably talk too long on that, on that area. But we wanna hold a position. We wanna be explosive out of a position. Three, we wanna make sure that as much as we work on starting, we also want to work on stopping. And so this is a great way for us to be able to work on some finishing, right? So we're working on the first step. We're working on our ball handling. What's the way that we can work on stopping? Stop at the basket. Then we get a shot up. Maybe you stop and take a pull-up jump shot, but making sure we're repping out not just the start, but the stop. You know, there was a stat that showed James Harden and how he's one of the best players in the game at stopping. He's one of the most athletic people when it comes to being able to move and then stop quickly. That is a great, great characteristic. Everybody talks about being fast, fast, fast. That's great. But there's a reason they put brakes in a car too, right? They're just as important. We need to be able to hit the gas and we need to be able to hit the brakes. So making sure we're, we're stance, we can move out of our base and then we can stop. Let me take a quick drink. <clears throat> I'm talking a lot. After we've done those three things, okay, now we need to be able to add change in direction. So are we working on changing direction with our ball handling skills, right? That, that would be working on, let's say I caught the ball on the, the right wing and I rip it hard to the middle trying to attack the elbow, but I'm imagining that defender's cutting me off quick. Can I go pop, pop, quick, low, tight with my change of direction so that I can continue to 
get to the basket and score, share the sugar and kick it out. And if you really want to just high rep, high rep ball handling, just set a couple spots up or don't even set any cones out. Just imagine these spots out on the court and just rep it. Dribble left, boom, quick cut back, go right. Dribble right, quick cut back, boom, go left, working on, you know, cross between legs, behind the back. Those are great moves for us to have. So we've worked on stance, we've worked on starting, we've worked on stopping, and we've worked on changing direction. Now there's many different ways that we can change direction and it's not just going forward, right? So we wanna work on being able to go backward, drive say to the elbow from the top and then okay, we wanna bounce out laterally. There's moves where we're literally moving sideways as we, as we make moves. There are plenty of times where we need to protect. So we'll turn our shoulder to the defense. We're here, we're here. And now we need to turn and quick change direction, square our defender back up. Those are all ways that we need to practice changing direction to get some of those results in a game. Once you've done that, right? So we're putting the, we're laying this out. Once you've done that, we need to be able to add some contact. This means getting somebody to beat you up a little bit, somebody to play against, somebody to compete against, right? And with my camps, yes, we do a lot of team stuff. We will scrimmage, we'll play one-on-one. -on -one. But one of the biggest keys that I try to teach at our camps is give you guys as much content and resources as I can for how you can continue to improve on your own. Because I truly believe if you wanna be a great player, you have to put in work when nobody else is, right? You want to work out only when you're working out with somebody else. Guess what? You're going to be as good as everybody else, right? So if you really want to improve all those things that I just mentioned, you do not need a single other person around to help you get better at those things. Really, when we start to apply the contact game contact aspect of it as far as somebody bumping you, you try to drive, they bump your hip, they bump your shoulder, you get this kind of feel and see what that space is like as you're trying to go go by somebody. We need that. We absolutely need that. That's game type reps, right? And so as we've worked on stance, being efficient with movement, being able to stop, being able to change direction, and now we had contact on top of it. Now we're really building a great, great base for taking our ball handling uh, to a higher level this offseason. Now, there's one thing that I've left out, maybe more, but there's one thing that I'm thinking of that, that I've left out. That's being able to try all this stuff out in a game when you don't know what the defense is gonna do. Being able to try it out, learn, go, make mistakes. That's one-on-one, -on -one. that's three-on-three, -three. that's five-on-five. -five. Understanding that if we try things out and they don't go well, that's not failure, right? Failure would be stopping and giving up. We want to use those mistakes that we make to continue to learn, grow. So when we get back in the lab and we're working on our game, we have a better understanding of how those moves are going to look like. And then we go back and we play again. And then we, we try them out and say, okay, I was better at this. I wasn't as good at this specific area. I need to keep practicing that. Or this situation when a defender is really on my shoulder, I need to get more comfortable handling the ball with the defender on my shoulder. I'm not comfortable with that yet need more reps to practice like, like that. And so as you think about how this could look in a three-month span, right, probably start a little slower with that first month, working on the stance, working on your first step, working on stopping, working on changing direction. You start to add in some contact. And then throughout this, obviously, you need to be playing, 
right? You need a chance to test this out. You're not going to go two, two and a half months and they, okay, okay, I'm ready to play. No, you want to continue to test yourself by playing against competition throughout this off season, but using it more so as uh, like a quiz, right? It's just, it's just a little quiz to see kind of where you're at, test yourself out a little bit, and then you can decide, okay, I got this part down. I don't need to work on this area, you know, it's such a high, excuse me, high percentage of time. I can work on some something else a little bit more often. I hope that, I hope that makes sense. All right. So if you guys have questions, because we're going to finish out this video in, in a couple minutes, feel free to leave uh, some comments if, if there's something that you want me to, to touch on. But the other main point that I want to emphasize, and I touched on it once, is I think that a, a lot of players, not all, but a lot of players are playing, 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 playing. And don't get me wrong, that's great. And that's one of the main keys to getting better at anything is doing it, right? But if you're playing a lot of five on five, think of how many more dribbles and shots and repetitions you would have gotten if you were by yourself or with a friend. A lot more repetitions in a much shorter amount of time. And so I can tell you firsthand from, from my experience, at least, the reason that I was able to play college and I was able to play pro was because the time that I spent playing basketball was mostly on my own. And then I would test it out playing against other people, going to open gyms, playing three on three, playing one-on-one -on -one against, you know, my dad. He, he was, he was a young dad at the time, being able to test it out against different people to see, okay, now when I go back. And so if I, if I played 10 hours, maybe two of those were actually playing one-on-one, three-on-three or five-on-five. The other eight hours out of just say 10 hours as an example was spent on my own working on my game. And so that's what I'm talking about in the beginning when I was asking and you put this plan together for what's it going to take to get better. You need, the last thing you need to ask yourself is, are you willing to do what it takes to get better or not? Be honest with yourself. And if you're not willing to do it, you're off the hook, right? Just, just be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I don't really want it as bad as, as bad as I thought, because that's the interesting thing is I'll, I'll deal with players like, I want to do this. I want to play college basketball. I'll do whatever it takes. And then I start to explain what it's going to take. And then they're like, well, I'm not willing to do that. Well, I was like, okay, well, you said you wanted this. And so I'm trying to help you get the blueprint for how to do it. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't say you want something, but then you, you live a way that's like, oh, that's not what, what I really want right? Just be who you are, right? If you want something, go after it. If you don't want something, be honest with yourself. No, no harm done, all right? Save everybody else the, the time and the trouble. So um, with that said, if there's anything else that I can do for you guys, let me know. I um, want to help you guys out as much as I can. A couple updates before you go regarding some of our camps. We are in um, Ohio for about two weeks running camps. Then we'll shoot up to Michigan for about three weeks, back to Ohio, to Michigan, back to Ohio to finish out the summer in August. Um, we have some spots left for our Ohio basketball camps in June, shooting camp, July, attack skills camp, August, finishing moves camp. Um, those are all multiple day camps. And um, we just heard that 
due to some of the COVID guidelines being uh, lifted a little bit, we're able to accept a few more players than we were before because a lot of those camps were already sold out. So those camps are back online up at KramerBasketball.com slash events. Now we've had many people starting to ask, what about Michigan? What about Michigan? I'm getting emails. I'm getting Twitter comments. What about Michigan? Right now, there are no camps in Michigan other than closed private camps where I specifically go to a location they have the group, they have the school, and that's the group or the team that I'm working with. Could this change? It could change. Now, at this point, we're so late in the game, it's almost June. My summer camp schedule is like, it's full. I might have like one day free that I, I could possibly run something at a school for kids from multiple places. I don't have a gym for that yet. Maybe in the fall, we can put something together where that happens and have kind of an early um, an early fall, late summer type event where actually kids like Thumb Pride Camp can come from all over the place and come to a gym that I'll rent out for a mini camp. That would be awesome. I hope that happens. I have my hopes up. That's something I'm going to continue to work on throughout the summer as far as talking to people and see if we can make that happen. All right. So I hope this gave you an idea for what an off season is going to look like. Remember the questions that I remembered you to uh, remind you to ask yourself heading in. Um, we, I use ball handling as an example of some of the drills and exercises that you can do and not even moves, not even drills. More importantly, some of the concepts that you can do, some of the things you want to make sure you're working on that will apply to a game if you were to set that as a goal for improvement this offseason. So I hope that helps. I hope that makes a lot of sense. And if you guys have any questions, you need anything, you're like, Steve, where do I find that whole blueprint for handling the basketball? It's in our app. It's in the Kramer basketball app. If we can't come to you, if you're if you're a coach and you just want access to the drills, it's in the Kramer basketball app. All right. So we have shooting in there, finishing in there, ball handling in there, strength and conditioning in there. And we keep adding more programs as well. If you did that alone and then throughout the summer continued to practice against other kids, other players, you wouldn't have a choice but get better. You just got to commit to it. You have to commit to something if you're serious about getting the results. So I hope you are. All right. You guys have a great night and I will see you next week.